Marvin Harrison Jr., six receptions, 102 yards, two touchdowns. You could have known about this ahead of time if you were over at CampusCanton.com. Go over to CampusCanton.com, put in code FEVER to stay ahead of the curve on this. It's going to save you 10% on all packages. If that's not enough for you, once you sign on, we're going to make that money back because CampusCanton.com has plenty of betting content to keep you, again, ahead of that curve. And we're going to put money in your pocket, save you money off the top with code FEVER, 10%. And then dig into all that exclusive premium content at campuscanton.com. Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. Let's go! Let's get the show going, man. Hurry up, hurry up! With your hosts, Swagzilla Zero G. We can't all be winners. And Mike, the feverish Fidero. Never in a vacuum! Nothing is in a vacuum. The Rookie Fever Podcast. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. That's it. Welcome back to Rookie Fever episode. I usually look before the show. I think this is 285. I, right? Does that sound right, feverish? This sounds exactly right. Here, as always, with the feverish Fenero, who is taking all accountability for this being episode 285. <laughs> I hope. How you like them chops? Two very special guests tonight. To me, friends of the show. I think Fenero's met both of these fellows in person. I am not that lucky. Is that true? Have you met? I've never both actually. Brandon Jason, and Jason? Nope. Jason and I no. have not hung out. No, we're a little too far away, but uh, Brandon and I have... Uh, have done so, being here in uh, Philadelphia. Hmm. Hmm. Well, we need to make that happen. <laughs> so, we have Brandon Lejeune at Devi Deep Dive, creator of the Devi Dashboard, host of Devi to Dynasty, who I am so glad, like, I don't get excited too much about, like, projects that other people are doing, but then when I saw that you were having Jason DiRienzo, who I don't know if I say is last name correctly if he's just you said it right swag if You're he's good, just the guy that's always going to tell me he does because he's such a nice guy <laughs> and like does some serious scouting with the scouting academy the debbie watch so when i saw you guys join forces and that he was going to be helping you with debbie to dynasty what a great duo um so i'm really glad to get you guys both on the show at the same time i know feverish shares my my feelings on this thanks a lot for being here guys yeah i always but, appreciate the invite you uh like i said uh pre-show uh the rookie fevers this is the podcast that got me interested in debbie i was coming home from tennessee listening to the podcast and i think you actually you probably don't know this jason but there was somebody from debbie watch talking about the debbie guy and that nice. got me interested in college football watching and, you know, because I was all getting into dynasty and leagues and stuff like that. So uh, always been a, a big fan of the show. And and I don't think that's fair. I'm glad that you mentioned like film watching because and, and first of all, thank you so much. But I don't think I would watch as much film if it wasn't as for you, Brandon, because I yeah, think I that, that. that's like the number one spot to go and you do so much that helps so many people out. And I, and I know for a fact that that's true. Um, mm -hmm. Such a great source to go to. So thank you. Uh, absolutely, man. So thanks a ton for being here on Rookie Fever with Feverish and I week two. I wanted to mention Dave Wright super quick and the hole that he put you guys in last week by taking Dennis Houston, who ended up being rookie 40 overall. And now the guests stand at like, cause Dave just must not like future guests. You are now at negative 47 <laughs> feverish, still winning at two narrow margin. And then I'm, I'm just behind you with one feverish with the only positive. But we'll we'll get to that. Yeah, I would, we're going to we're going to change that now. We're going to yeah. We're going to add we're going to add some points to that for us. Who's a guy like? Is there a guy that you guys have collectively like? Wait, let me ask this differently, Jason. I'm going to ask yep. you. I'm going to ask you who is Brandon's Devi guy? Like who's his guy for like the future? Like his Devi, his Devi guy, Debbie not an NFL player from the Devi world but yeah who's his debbie darling let's see Mike, if you get this it, right 
first off, I really appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, are you talking like in college right now or just yep. in general, the guy he talks about all the time? <laughs> in, oh, man, that's tough. Like, let's say in college right now. Okay. I'm going to say that right now and tell me if I'm wrong, Brandon. I feel like it's Rasheed Rice at a SMU. I feel like yeah. if you could put a label on a guy that you truly are rooting for and like, I would say Rasheed Rice, but I know you love Bijan Robinson. Like, I know you love him. Yeah, I think everyone loves Bijan Robinson. There's nothing not to love. Yeah, that's I, why I, I think- trying to go out on a limb here of a guy that maybe isn't a brand name. Yeah, I think probably a 2023 eligible draft guy next year. You know, I'm sure uh, Swags and Feverish will be talking about next year is possibly Rasheed Rice. Uh, but I, I'd like to go a little deeper with Quichon Junkins, Judkins, probably. Oh, that's this. good. Yeah. That one's you know, he's, yeah. he's a guy, an incoming freshman who I'm excited about. And, uh, you know, if Swag, if you were going to ask me that same question about Jason here. Yeah, I am. Um, uh, Xavier Hutchinson is a mm-hmm. receiver from Iowa State that. And Jason, and I just got done recording a show for my YouTube channel. Um, it's like a Debbie, uh, you know, stock up, stock down show. And we talked about Rasheed Rice and, and Xavier uh, Hutchinson and both two exciting, I think, receivers that you guys might be talking about this time next year. Yeah, agreed. You get you nailed it. Look at that. What yep. a team. They know each other very Building well. Building the chemistry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I, I will say this, though. If there's a guy like... Um, like, Mike, you know this. I picked Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson, and somehow they ended up on jet on the Jets together. <laughs> so I'm scared to ever talk about a guy I truly love. But Marvin Harrison Jr., too, that is a guy that I know I've been in love with for a long time. I know Brandon's a fan of, and that looks like the next up-and-coming receiver that we should really get to know. Had a big yeah. game this weekend, too, yeah. didn't he? He's had a yeah. big season. No, I mean, no. I'm going to go out on a limb right now, and I'm going to say Marvin Harrison. I mean, in college football, is probably the Debbie wide receiver one for me, even over JSN and Butte. I'm so, kind of there too. He's the leading yeah. receiver. Him and Emeka Buka are the Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave of this season, and Marvin Harrison looks like the Garrett Wilson who's going to get that top ten potential in draft capital. Any mm-hmm. uh, Cedric uh, Tillman love? Oh yeah, he's. Oh, a, yeah. I'm a big fan of him. Yeah, yeah. you see my, got go to me my on to him. Yeah, go go to my YouTube channel. I did a detailed film breakdown on him he's phenomenal i think he's an underrated receiver going into the draft next year as well and and that is at debbie the dynasty correct for anybody who's not tuned in or subscribed to that already yeah the youtube channel correct so i've got the list of the top 12 below here and what a weird list (laughs) it is a weird list i'm not even gonna go through the list right away i'm gonna you guys can see it finero can see it Mm -hmm. i can see it who from this list will not make the top 12 again, or even let's say next week or again? Cause like you guys said, I mean, slim pickings. So th- they might make it again. Ah, well, well I'm going to go out at you. Just like one of these well, things is not like the other. I'm going to say Horfath. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think he's, uh, he's the guy who's easy, right? So I think we would all mm-hmm. agree that he's probably the guy. But if I had to, to deep a, a little deeper, I think Bellinger is probably the only because he got one target, one yeah. touchdown last year. I think he's going to be a very inconsistent dynasty asset and, and he might not even be a flex play. So uh, I would probably see Bellinger. The tight ends are so hard to predict and, um, you know, that. They're still working a lot of stuff out there for the Giants. So I, I think I would probably, you know, like Isaiah likely is, I think, going to be more of an intricate part of the passing game for the Agreed. Ravens, where the Giants, I think, are going to be spreading the ball around, still trying to figure out how to use all the pieces they have. Love it. I, I love the Isaiah likely mention. Um, we'll get to him in a second. But I wanted to say that Xander Horvath is one of – Eight players that has been on this list twice already. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not allowed to talk about him. I'm not allowed to talk about him. I trashed him last week and said, this is a guy we'll you never should, talk no. about again. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, here I, he is on the list again. So I'm not allowed to say anything. Go, go, Jason. So you, anybody no, that doesn't know, he plays for the Chargers. <laughs> and I do think that at some point we'll get a, a, height, a healthy Isaiah Spiller that'll have no problem taking like the one attempt and two receptions that he got week <laughs> one and similar stats week two. So I don't know if that's how you guys feel or not. I, I don't think it's crazy to think that his time in the top 12 is short. Uh, you know, I don't know because Xander to me, it was interesting. He's coming out of Purdue 
and he's a fullback, just like Mike Allstott out of Purdue. And I joked around with one of my buddies like two years ago. I'm like, oh, he could be Mike Allstott 2.0, just messing around. Never even thought I'd ever see him hit a fantasy stat line in, at all. So I'm just <laughs> seeing him here. It's just kind of cool. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that maybe he does have a shot. Maybe they're gonna find some use for him. And I think I think I agree with Brandon. The tight end position is tough, and I just don't think Bellinger is gonna be the one that makes the top 12. That that's such a roller coaster ride of a position to try to predict, even if they do get targets from week in and week out. That was his only target of the season so far. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) One reception, one target, 16 yards, TD. And this is also playing us on a 1.75 tight end premium. (laughs) So that Mm. one target was worth that 1.75. And he's number 8 of 12. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so this was a pretty easy one for us, I think. But you mentioned Isaiah Likely. And he, first of all, he was Feverish's big hit last week. He was tight end 15 while Mark Andrews was tight end one last week, I believe. I think, like you said, I think he has a real role in this offense. I think that, and if heaven forbid there's a Mark Andrews injury, you're already seeing that he's somebody that they can lean on right away. I want all the Isaiah likely I can get before the price goes up a little bit. I mean, I, w- I would agree with that. It's all about opportunity, right? Yeah. If you look at the Ravens and their wide receiver core with, um, you know, Brown now gone, they have Bateman and Mark Andrews. And you're right. He goes down with an injury. I think it's just normal that he's going to be having a, a larger role, but I think he's going to have a pretty significant role moving forward. We saw in the preseason that they really used him a lot. And I mean, I think he could be behind. Rashad Bateman and in between and after Andrews, he could be the third leading receiver on that team. I mean, Duvernay's a nice piece and he had a really breakout game week one, but I don't see consistency from him. I could see likely being a lot more, cons- more consistent than Duvernay. In two weeks, he has more targets than Duvernay and he's just uh, three away from Bateman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's oh, wow. saying a lot. So yeah. if he continues this, that's going to be huge for him. And I think they, what's interesting is he stood out so much. They drafted Charlie Kohler, I think, out of Iowa State. And I know he was a big Debbie guy for a while. And for likely to kind of just rise the way he did and get this opportunity early on, you want a piece of that on your dynasty roster. Absolutely. Even in, even in redraft, I think he's worth picking up and having on your bench because I think it's going to continue. As far as a snap count, did he line up at the end of the line or was he playing out in the slot? I didn't watch that game. I'm curious as to see how many snaps he had. And you may or may not have this information. Probably, but, is that? I have um, snaps, but I don't know where they lined like up. Location. I'd be interested. I th- I'll look that up on PFF maybe later tonight or something. But I, if he's being lined up out at the, in the slot a lot, I think that mm-hmm. is an indication of good things ahead for, for likely. I think right, Oliver, Oliver's, Oliver's probably the inline guy. Would you guys say? Joss Oliver, right? Man, I love Josh Oliver coming out. I know, so did I. So he was out there forty-seven percent of the time, Oliver, and and uh, likely was out there thirty-six percent. Interesting. Andrew was like eighty-three. So okay, that 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 definitely makes it interesting, and that's I did not even realize Josh Oliver was getting that much playing time. Again, I think it's I think that's where where Brandon's heads at. Like, there's somebody in line, and I I feel like if I feel like likely's out there only a third of the time. He has the third most targets on the team. He's he a pass catcher. He's a pass yeah. catcher. Yeah. yeah. And and you you heard rumblings coming in. It was coming into the season like tight. Like it wasn't like weeks and weeks out that they just want to use both of these guys. They they really like Isaiah likely. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say that you like likely, but it's likely that you like likely. Yeah, right? it's like likely. Yeah. yeah, it's like so. I likely. think it's likely. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if you like, easy. if you like that sort of thing, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I think he's a tight end you can get excited about, and I don't think he's gonna cost a ton right now to acquire. I, I think when Jason said um, you might even want to consider him in redraft, that for me in dynasty, the I like having my one or two redraft leagues for that very reason, right? Like you're mm-hmm. like, wow, this this tight ends is just a desert after the top three guys, and you like look at somebody like likely and you go you know what i might just pick him up and see if he gets more of a target share in this offense because they really like him and i feel like if you're thinking about that in redraft with a tight end and we all know tight ends take a while this guy's already feeling like a nice dynasty asset yeah yeah for sure i mean look look around the tight i got Cole Komet, I thought he'd have a breakout the way that he was being targeted in the preseason. He's blocking, and we kind of see that on bad offenses that have bad 
offensive lines that their tight ends tend to block. This is a completely different situation where he's kind of what we thought Evan Ingram might have been when he was coming mm. out, moved around and stuff. And that that's there's value there. That positional advantage at the tight end position to have basically like a receiver at a tight end, that's huge. You know, Kyle Pitts is that and everybody's taking him for a second round. Right. So to get likely where he's he was going and where we could just take him off waivers, gold. Yeah. yeah, good point. Yep, I'm with you. I want to talk about Damian Pierce really. Well, I don't know if we can throw a really quick into anything we're doing tonight, but we'll see. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you right off the get, I'm going to answer this how I feel. I think he's kind of a buy, and I want to know if you guys agree with me. 15 attempts week two. The next closest in attempts on the team was Davis Mills, and that was with two. Then Jeff Driscoll with one. No other running back touched the ball out of the backfield, including Rex Burkhead. Burkhead touched it. I think he had like two two uh, targets maybe and caught one of them. But Burkhead, I, th- I feel like it's going away. He ends the week, not Burkhead, but Damian Pierce as RB27, just outside RB20. RB2 area, excuse me. To me, I think this is what you want to see sometimes from your rookie running back, especially someone who's not Saquon Barkley or a straight stud, you know. Um, I don't know. I think that maybe people are still are a little bit low on him after week one. I feel like you don't have to pay that like first. And um, that was a long question answer. <sighs> Yeah. How, how do you guys feel about Damian Pierce at this point? Well, I'll, I'll take that question. Um, I think he's a buy as, uh, until they possibly draft somebody next year. Because as we know for the running back position, it's all about opportunity. And uh, you just clearly outlined where there's nobody nipping at his toes. There's He should have that backfield all year. They're going to get a really good look at Pierce this year. I mean, this Houston team, I think, is in the midst of a rebuild. And they're going to see what they have. Um, so I, I believe he's a buy now. You know, as we were getting out of the draft process and getting into the rookie drafts, uh, there was all this talk about people trading away a 2023 first rookie pick for him, which I think is absurd. I, I never would have given up a 2023 first for Damian Pierce. Um, coming into the draft, I did a film study on him on my YouTube channel and I, I liked him at Florida. He wasn't super productive, but, um, the opportunity just trumps anything that you saw on film. Mm-hmm. And so I wouldn't overpay for him and give up a first 2023 or, you know, maybe a 2023 second if it's in the back end. But I'm a believer now, but in the back of my mind, um, just through my own scouting and stuff. And I'll be watching closely, you know, what he looks like week in and week out. But he has to definitely be a buy right now, unless you're really deep at, at, and get an offer you just can't refuse and you're deep in the running back position on your dynasty roster and feel as though if somebody comes to an offer with you and you want to cash out, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. Yeah, and that's I wanted you to piggyback off that, Jason. And I was going to mm-hmm. say, like, with some big games, are you selling Damian Pierce or do you think he can earn this job and, and keep it? I mean, they stuck with Davis Mills for this season. Maybe they stick with Damian Pierce for a couple. You know, I don't, I think if he has a big game, I would be out on him. And the only reason I say that is because when I look at some of the talent, uh, his comp when, when I was watching him in college was Alexander Madison. I saw a lot of him. And, you know, his 40 time isn't a big deal to me. I do think he's an intelligent runner, but to me, a guy like, like Damian Pierce, he just doesn't have what I think it takes to sustain another free agency another draft without having to compete with someone who is either at a better talent level or equal talent level than him. And I just don't see that happening. So I would much rather try to set myself up, especially for this next draft that looks like it's going to be one of the deeper drafts that we've seen in a while at the running back position with a few names at the top. Um, I would much rather position myself with picks to try to get one of those guys than try to hang on to Damian Pierce. Fenero, I, I know he's one of your guys. Yeah, where where and I know you trust Jason and Brandon a yep. lot. Where are you at now after all of that? Yeah, I think, you know, Damian Pierce being a fourth round pick, he's going to have to be an outlier to keep this job beyond mm-hmm. a couple years. Um, and I say a couple because even if they draft a guy, um, Isaiah, Isaiah Spiller, for example, was drafted and he hasn't even you know seen the field like he'll probably see a decent amount of 2023, even if they draft a guy. Um I just sometimes, and 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 this is part of the outlier 
narrative, there's just a guy that has like either the heart, the will, mm-hmm. or like, you know, just really good, like coaches just love him, right? So, so for example, Lovey Smith came out this week and says, you know, we as a football team need to finish better. I haven't said that a lot to Damien. He finishes plays. He's, he's what we want to be. Talking about a rookie yeah. setting an example for his team. And that's the head coach. Um, I don't know. So that's not, that's not something you're going to find in a stat sheet. That's not a metric. That's not going to be on film, but he might be one of those guys that crawl up from the fourth round to become an outlier. But, yeah, but I do understand that he would probably have to be an outlier to do that and maintain it for three to five years. Um, but I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for the kid. I really am. Um, I've liked him since the beginning and everybody wants to be right. It, it swung yeah. way too far. I agree with you, Brandon. When it, when it swung all the way to a 23 first, I was saying, okay, I hate to do it, but it's time to sell at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and now people hate him again after week one. So he's in this area to your point, Swags, where if you want to buy, he, he's out there again and it won't take a first. I yeah. wonder if, if all that wrapped into one, I mean, even kind of like, Jason said about likely, I mean, man, maybe Damian Pierce should be a little bit more appealing in redraft formats at this point if he's going to get this kind of work. I mean, if he's a low-end RB2, he has he, – he's viable. He's a viable flex option. He's a viable running back option. If you're in a league with me, I mean, honestly, and I'm, I'm just being honest, I probably have running backs, and you probably need some. <laughs> and, and I'm just being honest. I'm just in there's a situation. I guess what I should say is there are teams deep enough at running backs to where you need more than 24 viable running backs in your league. It doesn't matter if you're starting two. you. You might need more to flex as well. And I think Damian Pierce can be viable. Yeah, I agree with you. Swags. I have in two. Dynasty, I'm in two redraft leagues and I have him on both. You want to get out. Yeah. Yeah. So I, why not? Right. I mean, the running back position is so difficult. He's a guy who has opportunity. Like I definitely like him more than redraft than I do in dynasty. And that's just because there's guys I watch in college that I'm targeting in the future that I'd much rather position myself to get that I have more faith in than Damian Pierce. And I think the interesting thing about Damian Pierce is, you know, I, I, that's my take, but we really only care about the first contract, right? We just want to running mm-hmm. back to get through the first contract. That's why age doesn't even really matter anymore if they're talented enough to get you four to five years of production because the odds of them getting another contract and being good on a different team are getting a lot slimmer. Yeah. Because right? guys are always being recycled. So I don't really care. If I can get a guy for four years, I'm drafting him if he has opportunity. But I know the guys that I like, which is why I would make that move because there's future guys I want to be in position for. Yeah. That's a tough one, man. Like I'm, I'm conflicted now, <laughs> which is what I love about this, honestly. And different points of view. Uh, yeah, right. I'm a little conflicted now. I, I kind of want to wait for those couple big games in a row, or even just RB for him to be an average RB two, and just meet somebody's needs and and get out in dynasty. You guys yeah. kind of turn me around a little bit. I'm glad we were able to confuse you, Swags. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, next player on the list, one of the first people I really heard high on Tyler, Tyler Algier was you, Brandon. Mm-hmm. He got a little bit more work week two. 10 attempts, yeah. 30 yards, only 7.5 fantasy points. What do you think the ceiling is in this offense? Do you think Patterson's going to be around? Or do you think we're seeing an uptick here or do you feel sort of similar to you do about Damian Pierce? Um, I'm kind of out on Tyler Algier. So I know I came on here and did a profile, but I think what's really important when you're an analyst is to not latch onto a person and feel like you have to go to the grave with the guy. Um, Big, big jump going from college to the NFL. And what I saw in the preseason compared to what I saw in college was the one thing about Tyler Algier that he lacked, I felt in college was his lateral movement. You know, he had a little shake and bake or whatever, but he's a North and South runner and a guy that size, I think is going to struggle in the NFL unless you're just an elite athlete. And I think he's a good athlete, but I don't see him and the watching him in the preseason. I went and when I saw this on the sheet today, I actually went back and watched that game and Tyler Algier and I have concerns that he's 
he was drafted. I think he was a fifth or sixth round draft pick. So to Feverish's point on Pierce, I don't think he's a long-term answer. I think Corderell Patterson is the guy that's going to end up being the guy again this year, and they're just going to use him in the backfield. Tyler Algier is not somebody I'm going to buy or get excited about because I think this game is just too fast for what his movement skills are to be a consistent producer in the NFL. Let me throw something at you. Williams got hurt, which is how he got those 10 carries, right? Mm-hmm. out. what is he, 32? Mm-hmm. All right, let's just say he misses some significant time. Just from what you saw on tape, can Algier take advantage of that? Because he seems to be clearly the guy after Damian Williams got hurt. Let's assume let's assume Cordell missed like six games. Is, is Algier one of those guys that can... Take advantage I mean, of he, that or no? I mean, probably. I'm not going to be optimistic that he he can. I don't know what the Atlanta offensive line is. I don't know if they're producing yeah. holes or if, you know, I, I don't know what really much about the Atlanta team. But I think he's the next guy in line by default because he's really <laughs> the only, he's the next one there. But again, I liked him in college, NFL games faster. And from what I saw in his game this past week, he looks indecisive and had a couple nice runs, but nothing that I see and be like, oh, wow, okay, that's what we saw in college and, and stuff. So I'm, I'm kind of going to change my tune on Algier. Gotcha. I love it. Sometimes it's not about finding the next guy that hits, but getting rid of him before everybody else wants to. Mm-hmm. Jason, is that similar to your take on Tyler at this point, or did you ever like him? I wasn't a huge fan. I did like him in college because he helped me a lot on my college fantasy roster. <laughs> so I was a fan <laughs> of him for that. Uh, but as far as translating to the NFL, I mean, we're always looking for the, those big body guys that can be pass catchers. So that was always, you know, a high point for him of what he could possibly be. Maybe he'll have some PPR uh, status. But I didn't really – I didn't come away thrilled with what I saw from this game with him. He just kind of looked pedestrian to me. And he's one of those guys that even if he gets opportunity, I'm not sure this offense would really want to – go through Algier. He might be uh, a 12 carry for 50 yard, three reception for 25 yard type of guy. That's kind of what I see from him. So I think this offense is really going to go through London and they are going to try to get Pitts involved. I would think a little bit more. So he's got the snap share. I I think they'll throw the ball and allow Marcus Murray to create a little bit rather than just kind of focus on Algier. That's, that's my take. That's what I see. Yeah. Kyle Pitts, man. Kyle Pitts seems like a buy right now, but I, I don't see it being easy to pry. I haven't sent out any offers for him. Believers but. are believers. That's always going to be a tough one. There's no yep. way. Yeah. 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 So this one's kind of tough, especially because we've had some studs hit. But through the first two weeks of 2020, Justin Jefferson literally hardly made an impact in the NFL. I don't know if you guys remember this or not, but he wasn't on any of our top 12 lists for any of the rookies. In fact, we had both lost points on him in our predictions game, picking him because that's how bad he did, Fenero. <laughs> Is there somebody like Justin Jefferson? I don't want to say that could come out of nowhere, but it could kind of start that slow and then still end the season with 1,400 yards or even 1,400 yards is freaking lofty. Yeah. But is there somebody that could have that kind of impact that come from behind? I'm not going to say anybody's going to have an impact like Justin Jefferson. (laughs) But if we're we're talking about a guy who could really start showcasing, I think Chris Olave has a good opportunity. I wouldn't say he's starting off slow, but I would say that he's in position with the amount of targets that he could possibly get in this offense to really do some damage. Not a lot that he has to share other than Michael Thomas. Um, I just, I kind of feel good about Olave in the position that he's in. I could see that. I like that, man. And I mean, he was wide receiver 36 on the seat on the week. He only had five receptions on his 13 targets. Yeah, 13 uh, targets. I mean, that's a good target share to have. That's an incredible target share. Yeah. Oh, he's out there all day. That's yeah, why I yeah. kind of like Absolutely. what I like why Jason picked him. I mean, you want to pick mm-hmm. an I want to pick a dude with opportunity mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know, just because you use the Justin Jefferson, you know, not doing so much early on a lot of he's doing stuff, but it's not in, you know, it's yeah, not, it's not, for, it's, absolutely, it's it's not Garrett Wilson. That. It's not yeah. London. It's not even Jahan Dotson. So he's a little yeah. under the radar, I suppose. Um, but no, I, I, I dig that. Brandon, would you like, do you have the moxie to throw Jameson Williams into this category? Yes. 
In fact, I was I was just <laughs> I, I was, knew that was going to be it. But yeah, when's I, he coming back? Okay, so all right, potentially all right. week five, as early as as early as. Right. So let's let's play the game. Okay. If we could take a, a just hear me out. Hear me out. If we could take a percentage, right? Let's say he comes back and he has eight games. All right. So we'll cut Justin Jefferson's stuff in half. All right. And it'll be let's say he comes back for eight games if he gets six hundred yards and four TDs. Would that kind of match the Justin Jefferson breakout? Fourteen hundred yards if he played it would half be the season. Cool, but it's not close to like the 800 yards that Amon Ra had in six games last year. Yeah, well. So, I mean, so you're looking I mean, for a plus 1,000-yard receiver that's not starting out Yeah, hot. Yeah. I think sort that's of. Good or way to like, I don't mind what Brandon did with Jameson there. Like, you know, assuming he co- somebody coming off injury like that. But, yeah, something like that. But I think Chris Olave, to your point, kind of fits the bill. It's tough to find somebody that's – absolutely non-existent that has Justin Jefferson upside. Yeah. The only thing I could think is the other one. And, you know, I thought about Williams too. The only thing is the target share with Amon Ross St. Brown, TJ Hawkinson. That's, I was looking for someone that would really just have a focal point of target share. Like Justin Jefferson did with the Vikings. The only thing he had to do was share it with Thielen. Um, I could see, you know, Marcus Valdez Gantling isn't doing anything. I'm wondering if Sky Moore comes on, if he has the opportunity especially with the way Pat Mahomes is playing right now. That's another one I think might be able to pop off. I mean, yeah, he's he, just not he playing. get though. an offensive snap right. last yeah. week. No, I know, no. but that's that's what you're looking for, right? Someone yeah. who's not, who's kind of cold, maybe not even playing, but some at some point comes on. I mean, that's the offense I would feel comfortable that could facilitate a guy that could get over a thousand yards. And and so, you do kind of need a quarterback, right? I mean, you kind of like what I'm saying. You can't just have like George Pickens and Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I thought about David Bell, but I don't think he's got that or the offense to kind of sustain that. So if that's Watson not gonna was going to be back like week six or seven yeah, versus maybe, 12, maybe. But, and Bell's not even really getting what I was, what I thought he would be getting early on. But yeah. So Sky Moore, maybe. I could, so James Williams, path. Chris Olave, Sky Moore. Fenero, do you have anybody to add to that list? It's tough, isn't it? Um, what about Dotson. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like Dotson's performing though. So where is I bring? I didn't bring him yeah. up. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, this, this is a tough Dotson's question. Dotson's performing. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a tough. But question. like he he's not quite on like the next question that we're going to get here too, which involves Garrett Wilson and Drake London. Mm-hmm. He's not quite at he, he while he has more fantasy points. It's more because of touchdowns. So I could see what you're saying here. Still, I think he only has like a hundred yards on the season. I could see him kind of fitting that bill it's tough to find guys for this exercise i'll i'll throw another name in just because a listener kind of accused rookie fever of being hot on this guy out of the blue so i'll just maintain that and say Traylon burks maybe um i feel like he hasn't done a ton and i also feel like he's done more than i thought he would at this point and he has a chance at a you know lion's share of the the offense there. Woods isn't coming along the way I had hoped he had, and Traylon Burks has raw talent. And I don't know. I think that's a somebody that could approach a thousand yards. Does Malik Willis start week three? Uh, I always hate no. trying to figure out these quarterbacks and when they're going to start. I just start. don't see it. I don't believe so. No, I don't. I don't think uh, Vrabel's ready to throw in the towel yet. Yeah. Now, especially with the contract Tannehill still has, I, I just yeah. feel like there's no way that they're going to, yeah, I think you're right, Brandon. There's no way they're throwing this out this early. They got to give it a little bit of time. They got to get the run game going. They can't run the ball and they have Derrick Henry. That's a problem. Fix that. Yeah. Do you think he's banged up? <laughs> <Fix that. laughs> I, don't, I don't know, you know, but I mean, I'm probably going to bring the guy Hassan up a little Haskins bit later. didn't do that bad. He was just yeah. short of making this top 12 list. I know. So there is something going on with the Titans that if you can't get Derrick Henry going and he's been your offense for the long period of time, start, start there, work from the middle and work your way out. Cause Kyle Phillips, I think, I think Kyle Phillips has a better opportunity than Burks does right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he's playing in the position he's playing, those, those, those are friendly he's target. Going to get those targets. So, yeah, dude. Yeah. I love Kyle Phillips. Didn't really show up last week, but again, I think like we said, he was a little, a little bit banged up. Yeah. yeah, a little banged up. Finero, I like the Traylon Burks add to that list. He was wide receiver 54 last week. 
six targets, four receptions, 47 yards. Needs some touchdowns, but man, yeah. I, I like that add to the list. Yeah, I like that. He fits it. James Cook heard us chirping a little bit too last week and said he wanted to get a little bit more involved. <laughs> and I think I told people to drop him in redraft and then he gets 11 attempts, 53 yards. Yeah, but didn't he get attempts like toward the end of the game though? I don't even think it was like. Was it garbage time? I, th- I want to say it was. So I'm, I don't think you were too wrong about that, Swags. I think the ship will get you could get upright. Yeah. So I'm curious how you guys feel about this one, Jason. I think I know where you're going. Question of the day: Garrett Wilson or Drake London Mm -hmm. in Dynasty? Through week two, their stats are fairly similar. Wilson has 12 receptions to London's 13. Wilson has 22 targets to London's 14. Wilson has 150 yards to London's 160. A touchdown separates him. And then Wilson had 14 of his targets in week two as well. <laughs> um, anyway, Garrett Wilson or Drake London? Who wants to go first? Feverish, you want to go first on this one? Dynasty or this year? Dynasty. I'll go first. What if it was redraft? Will you still go first? Yeah, I'll go first either way. I'll go first either way, but if I'm going first, I want to know how I'm answering the question. So, yeah. That's nice. probably a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes, especially with, with this, when we're going into the top 12, we're talking about this season. Um, it's really close. Crazy close. Um, and I'm going to tell you why I'm going in this direction. I did the same thing with Justin Jefferson and Chase and why I have Chase just a tad over Justin Jefferson. Boy, am I looking wrong right now. Um, it's the quarterback. So we both, we, we know Zach Wilson's going to be the quarterback for the Jets for a while. And I believe that we don't know who the quarterback is for Atlanta. And that could flip in a nice direction for Drake London. Drake London, who's already beaten out Kyle Pitts as the wide receiver one on the team in just two weeks, uh, commanding targets left and right. I like Wilson the prospect better, but if I'm picking in dynasty and points in my roster and consistency and a situation to get better, because I still worry about Zach Wilson, to be honest, and they're tethered to him for years. So I'm still a little worried about that guy. I'm going to hope that Atlanta drafts one of these quarterbacks we're all excited about, and Drake London will be my choice for that reason. Mm-hmm. A lot of speculation with that one, but they're just so close. Like I feel like I have to create a narrative for one or the other, and I, I created one for Drake London since I know where Jason's going. Who <laughs> wants to go next? I'll, I'll go next. I'll go next. Uh, go ahead. Brandon, go ahead. Go ahead, buddy. No, go ahead. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, you know what? This nice is actually, yeah, this is actually a really <laughs> tough one, though, because, yes, I love Garrett Wilson, but, man, it's actually really hard when I look at the whole picture for the Jets, having another guy who I love and Elijah Moore. Corey mm-hmm. Davis is still coming on. I feel like those running backs are going to ask for some targets. Drakeland doesn't have that problem. He, he doesn't have the problem of where the targets could possibly go. And as much as I'm not a fan of either – opportunity for the quarterbacks right now i mean dynasty i'm probably still going garrett wilson but i had these guys garrett wilson was wide receiver one london was wide receiver two in the in the draft and rookie drafts for me so either one i'd be happy with but i i think i'm still going wilson dynasty but i am all about london in redraft this year i mean wilson that could turn around real quickly next week where he only has three receptions for 40 yards because Corey davis goes off or one of the running they get Brees Hall going or something like that. I don't have that concern. I think I know what the Falcons are doing this year. I I love the Corey Davis mention too, though, because he's like low key a top 20 wide receiver right now in fantasy. And that's a problem for every other offensive weapon on the Jets. You know, it's getting spread around by Joe Flacco. And that's why I think Flacco's doing okay. He's not, Mm -hmm. he's not just relying on one read. He's got options and he's using all of them. So kudos to him. Yeah, for sure. So doesn't it sound like that question was particularly easy, we'll say, or a complete wash for anybody? I think this is going to be two wide receivers that are pretty fun to watch for years to come. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm going Drake London here, just just even by by a little bit. But, man, I don't have any Garrett Wilson, and Mm -hmm. I want some, and you you I don't I don't I don't know how I would buy some after last <laughs> week like nobody's letting him go. Well, I don't think you're buying either guy after last week right now. So probably that's, not. That's, Both that's top wait. ten wide receivers. Yeah. Garrett Wilson was wide receiver six. Drake London wide receiver ten. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Brandon, what do you season, think, buddy? Oh, I'm yeah, curious Brandon, what, what you have think? to say. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. If you guys don't want my opinion, that's fine. I'll just sit here. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with uh, Wilson. All right, we did I not Zion. even ask you, Brandon? No, you, you did, you okay. did but oh, then you, you kind of moved on. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in this game of Dynasty is long ball, right? So I'm going to take the long. I'm going to assume Zach Wilson comes back and he's that quarterback that we all hope he can be. I like Garrett Wilson as a receiver better than London. So again, assuming we have these, these, both of these players on our dynasty rosters for eight to 10 years, I'm going to take yeah. Garrett Wilson. I like his skill set better. I think after showing this weekend, I think he's got the fire and he's got that. I don't know if you guys saw that tweet on him on the sideline when that punt was returned. He was like going crazy. Oh, down the jumping up and down. Yeah. Jumping up and down and, and yep. stuff like that. And, um, the, the coaches rave about him and, I just think he right now isn't in a good situation, but I think the Jets look like their situation is going to be solidified a lot faster than the Falcons because That's I don't point, know. Yeah. I don't know if the Falcons are going to be in a position to draft either Young or CJ Stroud next year because after those two, I don't believe that there's going to be another quarterback taken in the first round, regardless of all the hype for Richardson and all these other kids. So they might get stuck with Ritter. They might think Ritter's the answer and he might be a great uh, quarterback, but. I like Zach Wilson, the player, better. So I'm going to lean on long-term, his skill set kind of really shining in the future for me. Yeah, that was a good point. Not making it easy for our listeners, guys. (laughs) Well, you know, it's always good to get different approaches and different thought processesses. Uh, But these are – this is a tough one. These are two really tough players. When you see people like Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase and then they fight about it, and you're like, dude, they're both really good yeah, like, and, and and cool and everything. Like, it's okay. It's yeah. only it's only two weeks into the season, small sample size, right? But the tenth mm-hmm. overall pick, Garrett Wilson, is the wide receiver ten on the season. The sixteenth overall pick, Jahan Doxson, is the wide receiver fourteen overall in the season. Mm-hmm. The eighth overall pick, Drake London, is wide receiver fifteen on the season. We have three top 15 wide receivers. Again, small sample size, but I would argue these rookies are at a disadvantage being rookies. So the fact yeah. that they're they're that high is exciting. Yeah, Very absolutely. Exciting. In that sample size, CD Lamb is wide receiver 44. I'll tell you what, you know what that tells you? That tells oh, you things God. can change very, very quickly yeah. in Dynasty. Absolutely. Values can change very quickly. Yeah, and, and he was he was Jason's one of like, the what, most highly what did valued. Did you just say about CD Lamb? Wait. I know. Watch your mouth, swag. He's Watch like, he's like, mouth. yeah. It's like, what, what, why you got to slap him around? This is rookie fever. He's not a rookie. <laughs> Don't make me come through this screen, buddy. <laughs> I know, no, uh, but I mean, so better days should be ahead for CD Lamb. Yeah, yep. I, I would have yep. to think so. Yeah, I think he's a great buy right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, it's dynasty, guys. We're talking years and years and years. Jeez. It's just a bad, yeah. bad situation right now, but yeah. Cowboys seem to always be in this position, don't they? Yeah, right. That's a shame. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, so much talent. Man. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've looked pretty bad after Dak went down, too. Oh, yeah. I know, again, like it's all pretty, pretty early and recent, but man, it, Zeke looks horrible. The whole team just it, something's not right. Yeah. That's yeah, a shame. Noah Brown looked good to me, though. <laughs> I kind of like Noah Brown a little bit. He was standing up. I am hearing so. some Noah Brown buzz. Yeah, so we'll um, see. Uh, we'll see what we'll see what manifests with this offense. So it's it's, it's time to get to predictions. We I need know. some guest redemption. Um, last week, Dave, 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 Dave. What the heck? <laughs> it's okay, Dave. Sorry, right. Dave picked Kenneth Walker, who ended up seventeenth overall, and Dennis Houston, who ended up fortieth overall. So those two people are not eligible for you guys to pick. Did you guys decide is Brandon picking your first one? Or are you going to try to, how are you guys going to work that out? What Brandon, do you have yours? Cause I think if we make it do it individual, yeah. it might be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I have mine. Yeah. Let's do it. And so you guys get to pick first and then because it's snakes, Jason will be picking last Ow, and okay. feverish in the lead picks third. And I think he only set it up this way because he knew he was going to be winning and he gets that back to back pick. But feverish last week picked Rashad White negative sixteen. He is twenty eight overall for the rookies, and then Isaiah likely seventh overall. I took Pickens and Jalen Warren, who I won't be able to pick this week. 
Jalen Ward might be somebody you guys could pick, or George Pickens. I mean, there's some guys, guys. There's some guys. Some likely likes. I kind of want to, I don't know. I want to be sneaky with this one a little bit, though. Oh, by the last pick, you'll be sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> don't you worry. You're, you guys, you're, you're stuck with sneaky and, 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 and stinky. Sneaky the has you got have. the guest. Glad to be on with you guys. Glad to be on. <laughs> sneaky has got the guest to a negative 47 uh, in points. So. You guys did this on purpose. That's genius. Okay. Hey, yeah. As a team, you have the first overall pick. So yep. okay. mm-hmm. keep right. that in mind. All right. Well, I got the pick. I am going to select Kyle Phillips. Um, he was a, a player that I was excited about, you know, pre-draft, after draft. And I think we all saw the excitement kind of being created in the preseason and all the great tweets about him creating space and he had a very down week in week two he came out on fire i really liked the reception he actually made the reception to put the titans in week one in position for the field goal but they missed it um really played well this past week not so much he had that muffed i think it was a punt or a kickoff and he was banged up with a shoulder coming into the game didn't have many targets i think he bounces back this week and i think he's going to be an intricate integral part of that offense i think Traylon burks feverish you said earlier i think he kind of is starting to emerge he's starting to get comfortable and i think these two receivers are really the future for for the titans moving forward so i'm going to take kyle phillips here it's slim pickings, though, I'll tell you. I approve. I like it, though. Yeah, I love that I like pick. It. I love that pick. I think he would have had better stats this week if he wasn't a little banged up, like we said at the head of the show. Yep. So um, the fact that he didn't make the list this week and you get a chance to pick him this week is great. I think he's – if he misses the top 12, will barely miss it. I think he has a better chance of hitting the top six or eight. So I mm-hmm. love that pick. Yep. Yeah. I'm for it. I, I think that it gives you guys a good chance of getting on the boards next week. I think that Dave went a week too early. I can't say I wouldn't have either, but I'm taking Kenneth Walker. He he was a little bit a ways. Like there's, I don't know if this. Is, I am taking Kenneth Walker. I don't think Penny's the guy all year. I think, but sooner or later, Walker's going to show up in this top twelve. I mean, Horvath did. Daniel Bellinger did. It doesn't take much. I want to be the guy that gets Kenneth Walker, and I think it's this week. I like it. Opportunities there. I hope so, man. I hope yeah. so. I have a little bit, a decent amount of Walker in Dynasty. and He I, showed some incredible agility on one of his runs when I was watching. I was like, that's the Walker I remember. Like, if he yeah. can if he can get some confidence going and get some momentum, yeah, I think that would be a good, good, good call. I probably shouldn't be saying that, but <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, all right. So, I got sniped last week with someone picking George Pickens. You can remind me who did. Uh, You did, Swags. Yeah. So I'm going to go back to that well. He is out there all day, all the time. Um, 85% of snaps he's out there. He just hasn't had that game yet. So I think this one versus Cleveland might be the one. So I'm going to go George Pickens, and I'm going to also predict that he gets a TD to get into this top 12. Ooh, what's the stat line for... No bonus points because you're the winner. You don't. <laughs> I'll give him. I'll give him four for sixty-two and a touch. Okay. And your next player on the snake. Yeah. So we have your this, cheater. <laughs> we have um, Lazard finally makes it back to the field. Uh, he shakes things up a little bit, but Romeo Dubs is still out there doing his thing. I'm going to go with Romeo Dubs again versus Tampa Bay. Hate the matchup, but in this game, I've learned to stay, not to worry so much about the matchups and just worry about the opportunity. Um, is it Dobbs or Dubs, guys? I think it's Dubs. Dubs? It's Dubs? All right. I've, I've heard people vehemently Dubs. agree with that, that Dubs is it. wrong, but anyway. I say Dobbs. All right, it's going to be Dobbs then. Romeo's you're asking Dobbs. the wrong guys too about last name. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go there with, with the fourth. Jason, I feel bad because that's who I was going to pick there. I, I like that pick, Finero. By the way, yeah, I like cool. that one too. Um, but if he would have been there, Jason would have been able to pick Hassan Haskin. Uh, but I'm going to take Haskins here. He's just I knew he won. I can tell it. earlier and, that was the but, one he I mean, wanted. This dude. could also probably be the I'm tired of the swags. Week <laughs> where, this could probably be the week that um, Henry does. Henry go goes off. off yeah, that's that's yeah. certainly possible as well. Um, oh, I can't wait to see where Jason's going now. 
Well, I feel bad about this. No, you don't. No, you don't. Bit. You don't look like you feel bad about it. I just I wish there was somebody else I felt like I wanted to take. Yeah, it's, it's I rough. can't take Jalen Warren. Well, don't worry. Jason's going to get real sneaky. He's going to get real sneaky. I am going to get a little sneaky here. When you hear this sneaky I'll take Haskins now. I have to. He's been wanting to get sneaky. This is it. Well, I thought Haskins was going to be sneaky, but I think I got to (laughs) get sneakier now. Yes. Uh, The sneakiest. Trying to think. I I like Jalen Warren. I just don't trust that. Um, I got three names I'd consider down here. I'm going to go off a limb here because of the Dalton Schultz injury. And I'm going to say Jake Ferguson. I I'm love say, that. I'm going to say he has a possibility to see the end zone based on the way this Cowboys team is operating. They're going to want to he, – he looked pretty good in the preseason. They liked what they've been kind of talking him up a little bit. I'm going to be sneaky with Jake Ferguson here. That is a sneaky pick. Dude. I like it, man. Mm-hmm. I, uh, good, good going, partner. I have Thanks, a buddy. message to John Hogue that we were kind of talking about some guys for next week. This week on the next Super Flex Super Show. That's a mouthful, John. I love that segment, <laughs> of Swags. That's a great segment. Of, yeah, of the thank you of the standard operating procedures. And I messaged him. Jake Ferguson has to be on there next week. So oh, I right. love that you mentioned him. Here we go. Tight end premium. Tight end premium. Fenero, yeah. who were the guys that you want you? Yeah, I'm you curious. had this long list of three players. Three players is a long list for where we're at. That's a long. Oh list. yeah, I mean they're all they're all either sneaky or 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 stinky. Um, we'll start with stinky. Uh, Christian Watson is stinky. One less one less target than the target leader on the team. Dubs or Dobbs. Um, Isaiah Pacheco getting a little bit more usage against the Colts because they 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 mm. absolutely underutilized in week two, but they were using them more than I thought in week one. I think they bounced back to that. And then super sneaky and stinky, Wandell Robinson, <laughs> who was hurt and is probably healthy, and Galladay cleaned out his locker. So yeah. Wandell Robinson was sneaky and stinky. Did did Galladay really do that? Yeah, I heard I that he he, no he literally kidding. after the game. Um, they're supposed to be available to press within 15 minutes or something like that. And in that short period of time, he had already left the building and cleaned out his locker. Wow. Imagine giving that guy 70 some odd million dollars. That's that's nuts. He's mad because of the way he's being used. Yeah. Not a super happy camper. And I don't think the team's super happy with that contract. I either. would think not. Yeah. Yeah. So there's two. Those aren't bad. Those aren't bad picks, though. I, I, I mean, one yeah, yeah. That's one I didn't think of. Because he was hurt last week not, and he's right, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that's that's a good one. I'll have an opportunity. Brandon, yep. Jason, I wish you the best of luck. I hope you come back in the predictions because it's it's honestly be a little bit more fun if you weren't negative forty seven. It's a <laughs> big hole. I mean, Venero's winning. Venero's got plus two and he's beating you by what would that be? Forty five. I mean. Hmm. And he's got two. So. (laughs) Holy crap. Yeah. 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 Thanks a ton for being here, guys. I'm I'm going to give it to both of you on the way out. And you can say anything else you want to say about yourselves. I'm not always the best at that, but. um, We have to do this again. Yeah, absolutely. I guess we'll just go in alphabetical order and we'll (laughs) use last names. (laughs) So we'll use it for a minute. What are we doing? (laughs) That would be Jason. (laughs) Okay. Oh, okay. There's, we're not using Twitter uh, handles. Got it. Oh, we're not. Well, it would what are we be doing? Jason if we were using Twitter handles. Oh, right. All purpose That's scout. All purpose scout. It's right in the Twitter. Right. That's what he does. <laughs> he's, he's scouting for you nonstop. With all kinds of purpose. All, all kinds of purpose. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, all purpose scout on Twitter and at DebbieWatch.com. Uh, you can find me with Brandon. Uh, we have our Debbie to Dynasty podcast that we do. Go check out his YouTube channel. I'm going to do this for you, Brandon. Uh, right. W2 Dynasty, and it's fan. No, I definitely want you to say it too. But um, <laughs> yeah, we got some awesome stuff going on. I just released some articles about Debbie Risers and uh, look at the uh, Debbie Watch for all your college fantasy rankings, DFS information, and uh, go make some money. Ooh. Ooh. And Brandon Lejeune is at Debbie Deep Dive on Twitter. Yeah, and you uh, can uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, also, check out, I've got a product called the Debbie Dashboard for all of uh, 
the guys out there that like to play Debbie and Campus to Canton leagues. Uh, Feverish, I just want to mention too how f- much fun and thank you for involving me in your drafting on thank some you. Of those C2C leagues. It was a lot of fun. We were kind of side by side doing a lot of those later picks. I really had a good time with that. I needed all of your help and you were there. Our team is doing really good too. So thanks. Yeah, yeah no worries. So, and then my last thing is I got a great YouTube channel called Debbie to Dynasty Football as well. Um, and the goal there is to kind of introduce, uh, you know, tomorrow's dynasty players today with film reviews and, and analysis. So always appreciate the opportunity, Swags. Great time being in here. The same as you, Feverish. Oh, yeah, you guys are a blast. Love being on with you guys. Thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate you guys a ton. As we said at the beginning, friends of the show, like built actual relationships with you guys. I hope to meet you in real, real to the life. To the someday. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of jealous that Brandon got to meet Mike. Wait, we got to meet. We <laughs> yeah. got to do something here. Something's got to change. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I, I love going all over the country. Let's do it. Yep. <laughs> you guys should come to the expo next year if you can. Definitely yeah, try yeah. that. That's yeah. on my, uh, that's on my list. Did anybody want to raise their hands for some final thoughts this week? Hmm. Look how excited they are. All right. All I have a final thought. You know, since I'm in the Debbie space, he actually raised his hand. I did. I raised my hand. Um, I'm in class. I really, really want to talk about the quarterback class next year. And I think it's a two-man race between Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. This is just my own personal opinion. I don't believe it's going to be this deep class that everyone is talking about. The Tyler Van Dykes, the Anthony Richardson hype has finally waned off after his past two weeks of performance. So all of you guys out there who are looking to next year, my recommendation, if you're in dynasty leagues, is to build your quarterback room through trading quarter, you know, existing dynasty assets for a, t- for, you know, to a, with a team that has a deep, uh, maybe stack of uh, quarterbacks that they might be able to pry one. Cause the Debbie pipeline for quarterbacks, I'm not very optimistic that there's going to be a lot of influx of talent coming in the next year or two. Yeah. That's a good and point. And then if you don't have a lot of quarterbacks, then those wide receivers and running backs we love so much aren't getting pushed down, right? So it's... Yeah, and I think what you're going to need to do is if you're really short in a dynasty superflex league and you don't have a quarterback, you're going to have to give up a, a talented wide receiver or a running back that you have to go get that because it's easier to replace through Debbie, through future drafts, wide receivers and running backs than quarterbacks. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with yeah. that 100%. I call it a uh, Debbie thrift shopping. It's a lot, a lot of times it's just better to get the guys that kind of dropped in value. Look at Tua. <laughs> Tua, yeah. man. He's, he, who would have thought, you know, that he was going to pop off, but, uh, Dolphins did a good job. So things change very, very quickly. And some of these guys that were ranked pretty highly and not starting off too hot that you truly did believe in, you know, there might be something there. It takes a little while to develop. So I'm glad you brought that up, Brandon. That's a great point. Yeah. I love it, man. At Debbie Deep Dive and at All Purpose Scout on Twitter. Go download, subscribe, five-star review. Do whatever you have to do to their content, but find it. Go there. It'll help you win. It'll help you be a better player. It'll help you be a better league mate. They'll make your league better. What else will they do, Fenero? They might even make you a better person. They'll make you a better person. <laughs> Brandon will make you a better fisherman. Brandon, you should yeah. have a segment called Stop Wishing, Go Fishing. Oh, wow. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Swags like loves that. his rhymes. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That is pretty good. I am at SwagzillaZeroG on Twitter. He is at ArtBarkTV. That kind of stumbled. He's Feverish Fenero. He's Michael Fenero. We are at Rookie Fever on Twitter. Five-star review us, too. And we are Rookie Fever. When you kiss me, fever when you hold me tight Fever in the morning, fever all through the night Sun lights up the daytime, moonlights up the night I light up when you call my name, and you're gone Something you all know Fever isn't such a new thing Fever started long ago now 
got the one-on-one scouting who's never done this to be throwing right I told you anyone size and speak just unreal landing spot not ideal wait what's this break out a full rookie fever stage Romeo loved Juliet Juliet she felt the same when he put his arms around her he said Julie baby you're my friend I'll give a fever when we kiss it fever without blaming you Cause I got the fever, now you got the fever So she got the fever, and he got the fever No cure for the fever, so let's feed the fever Thank God for the fever Thank God for the fever